BP Nation, what is up, guys? We are back. Ash and I in the booth once again, bringing you another episode of the podcast. And this week, we're coming at you with the top 10 things that we wish someone would have told us 10 years ago. Now, this subject could apply to a ton of different facets of life. So we're going to stick to our expertise, and that is fitness and nutrition. So we're going to dive into those topics or those top 10. And they're not necessarily in any particular order, but I think you're going to laugh at some, you're going to have your eyes open to some, and everything in between. So we really hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you hear one of these and you're like, oh shit, I'm on the same page, man. I wish someone would have told me that. You probably have a friend or a family member close by that needs to hear some of this information. So make sure you like, tag, share this episode across all the platforms because that's how we reach more people and change more lives. And we wouldn't be able to do that without all of you. So please sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. And if you hear something that resonates with you, it's gonna resonate with someone else. So make sure you share it. Guys, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 78. I'm here with Ash. It is a beautiful Monday morning. We are on the third and final episode of a marathon recording session here this morning, but we're excited because this is a lighthearted episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter than most. Um, we're going to have some fun with it and hopefully provide y'all with some insights that we weren't privileged to have back in the day when we were first starting our health and fitness journeys. First and foremost, there are no updates because nothing has changed in the last hour. So we're going to just hop right into the conversation here. And the whole conversation revolves around what, Ash? This idea of... Hindsight is always twenty twenty, <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah, we're, that's right. We're laughing because we literally had to cut the last take of this episode because Ash... Had never heard the expression. I've heard it. I've heard it. I just never <laughs> understood it. Even better. This is even better. Ash asked me what it meant. When we started talking, I explained it to her after I stopped no. laughing. Okay. She literally says, I thought it was written or I thought it meant the year. So for you. the last, what? So what happened before 2020? What did you think that saying meant? I don't meant? know. I don't know. I don't know what it meant. <laughs> I don't think I always thought it was a year, just since it's 2021 and lots of stuff happened in 2020. Okay, we're going to call it there. We're going to move on. Uh, That's hilarious, number one. But number two, guys, pray for me. That's my future wife. You're mean. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, hindsight's always 2020. As we move through life, we, we grow older. We become wiser. We get more mature. Another way of saying all that is, right, we make a lot of freaking mistakes over the course of our life, but we learn a lot of shit along the way too. And that's, you know, and we and we just keep moving forward. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to go through and talk about 10 things that we wish someone would have told us 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now that, that idea can be applied to like any facet of life, but we're obviously a health, fitness, and nutrition brand or company. So we're going to stick to our expertise and we're going to apply that to fitness and nutrition. So this is the top 10 things we wish someone would have told us 10 years ago as it relates to fitness and nutrition. 
Now, to put this into context, 10 years ago is obviously 2011. In 2011, just to, to make you reminisce here a little bit and take you back, number one, that's when people were doing that stupid freaking planking shit. Yeah. Where you just would like go on your belly, like prone that. position. That became a thing in 2011. The Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl in 11. The Cardinals won the World Series. Adele released her first ever single. So she like just got discovered in 2011. Wow. Oprah recorded the final episode of like the Oprah Winfrey show, which we probably all grew up with our moms watching in the living room because everybody loved Oprah. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows was released into theaters, That's... bringing an end to that franchise. That's... Fun fact, I was third in line for Deathly Hallows Part 2 at my hometown theater. Me, my best friends, all of us dressed in normal athletic gear. Everybody else, capes and wands. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, but anyway, Orange Theory wasn't even an, a year old yet. Wow. So there was a, probably, what, a handful of locations. Rich Froning won his first ever CrossFit Games, which he then went on to win three additional games making him, at that time, the fittest man in history, as they say, who, which now has been overtaken by Matt Frazier. And then lastly, there were only 3,000 CrossFit affiliates in 2011. Ash, do you know how many there are now? Only because the notes. There are 16,000 affiliates now, approximately. Yeah, that's So crazy. that's an insane amount of growth. But So a lot has and changed since then. I graduated high school. Are you kidding? No, in 2011. Graduated oh, high school. Oh, my even though you're only two years younger than me, that sounds weird. Yeah. You're the class of 11. Yep. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, have my ten, I haven't even told you. I have my 10-year anniversary this summer. Like you're not planning. going, though. I might. Really? I don't know. Sounded fun. I didn't go to mine. Did anybody go to their 10-year high school reunion? Send us a DM and let my us know. My aunt told me to go. She said they've always been super fun. Yeah, but that's also like that generation's kind of thing. Like, yeah, but they I still don't know. get together and do that. It was really that cool shit. to see people when I had my bridal shower. My so. parents like went to their like thirtieth high school reunion. Yeah, I don't. Does that make them really old? No, I don't know. It could have been their twenty. Who knows? But they still go to that shit. No. I've never been to one. Uh, my class also sucked. There was like a handful of cool people in my graduating class, and then no one got. No one really got along. Gotcha. Like there wasn't, it wasn't enough camaraderie. Uh, but anyway, back on track here. So all that stuff happened in 2011. So we've come a long way. Mm -hmm. Something I really wanted to put in here, but I realized didn't happen in 2011. It actually happened in like 2009 or 10 was the shake weight. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. The shake weight craze. Mm -hmm. My, <laughs> I don't know who ordered it, but there was one at my house. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, this house. is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so... Now we can dive into these top 10. So I figured we could, I tried to rank these. I think they're all pretty even. So these aren't really in any particular order, but we'll start at 10 and work our way down to one. Uh, number 10 is that most protein bars are no better than a Snickers. Mm -hmm. That's number 10. I wish someone would have told me that back in 2011. Yeah. The reason I'm saying that, and I'm not saying that all protein bars are like eating a Snickers, but most because a lot of protein like bars, chew, or I always think of like those chewy granola bars as like like from the grocery store, yeah, like I Nature of, Valley. I thought of those as like protein bars growing up. Yeah, a lot of people do because yeah. they put like protein right in the front because it has like ten grams of protein. Yeah. But even even legitimate protein bars by like Metrics or Gatorade or any of these oh, big gosh. brands, those Gatorade ones when you used to work at Pitt, they are okay. Number one, they're delicious. Yeah, right, just like a Snickers is delicious. 
but they're delicious because they're literally filled with shit. Yeah. They're filled with artificial ingredients and preservatives and sugar. Weren't those like 500 calories? One of those like... Yeah, I think Gatorade. the Gatorade ones. Yeah. I know there's, I know there's like... I'm trying to think the last time I had one. I'm pretty sure there's like 54 grams of carbs in one of them. Yeah. Uh, but And we had we had swimmers that would come in and take two and a muscle milk. Yeah. It's like you just ate 1,000 calories after you just trained. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's number one. Because most of those... They're not quality, and they're not even quality protein, most of them. Most of them are made out of soy protein, Mm -hmm. which is a phytoestrogen. So for the guys, definitely not good. For the ladies, still not the highest quality of protein ever. And they don't have a lot of fiber most of the time, besides like maybe a Quest Bar has a decent amount of fiber and some of these other, there's a couple other brands. But you're going to be hungry again pretty quickly because there's no satiety in it. Mm -hmm. There's not enough fat and there's not enough carbohydrates. Uh, So that's number, number 10. Number nine. Or actually, should I go back and say brands that we would recommend if you have to eat a protein bar? Yeah. Okay, so like we said, it's not every protein bar. If you need bars, if you're living a a lifestyle or you have an occupation where you can't always sit down and have a full meal or you just need a snack throughout the day, something that's quick and convenient, there are brands that you can go for that are better than others that have some higher quality. Number one is First Form, right? Pick up their level one bar. Mm -hmm. Uh, That has high quality ingredients. It's We love the chocolate pretzel. Is that what it's called? I think it's chocolate caramel. Chocolate caramel. We love the peanut butter pretzel Mm -hmm. and then the peanut butter lover. Yeah. If you're interested in those, send us a DM. We'll shoot you the link so that you can pick those up. Uh, But that's a solid brand. Quest Nutrition is not a bad option. Right there, both of those have decent amount of fiber. They have a good amount, like a good macronutrient composition. Uh, any others that I'm not thinking of? You don't like them, but I like RX bars. I don't even consider that a protein bar, really, though. That's I, just like a I bar. I think they have like 10 grams of protein. They have just as much as 10 is Quest. not. No, Quest is 20. 10 is not very much. If it is, maybe they consider those protein bars, but RX bars are another option if you need some kind of snack bar. Uh, but anyway. I think Ash is doing some research, so she might well, chime in. Now I'm curious. So with, that was number 10. Number nine, there is more to life than CrossFit. I wish someone would have told me that in 2011. Actually, specifically 2012, because that's when I really got into it. <laughs> because I and a lot of people, I'm not the only one, this still happens to this day, even though it's matured a lot. People get into CrossFit. They drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, and they are addicted. It becomes their entire world. All they care about is their snatch and their muscle-ups and getting those things and becoming fitter and moving faster and running themselves into the ground. The truth is no one gives two shits if you do CrossFit. No one gives two shits what kind of fitness you do. <laughs> like Your identity is way more than just your fitness methodology. So I wish someone would have told me that, that CrossFit, that there's not how do I say this? That there is more to life than CrossFit. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me. Did you find the RX bar? Yeah, it is only 12 grams. Okay, so a little less, but that's another option. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was number nine. Number eight, training at maximal intensities every day is a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. I, and again, this relates back to CrossFit because that was my primary training methodology. That is a stupid idea. Training at maximal intensity every day It does make you fit, but it also breaks you down and makes you feel like shit. And I think it also creates just a mental or a negative relationship around exercise. 
that you feel like you have to do that. I feel like you have to do it. And also you feel like it's going to suck. Like I remember yeah. training CrossFit when I was really training, like two a days and really into it. I just remember going into workouts thinking like I wanted to do it. Like I like training. It was fun. But I just remember before Metcom would start almost every time I'd be like, wow, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be in pain in this. Like this is X number of minutes of pain coming my way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that definitely happens as well. And it's just not how your body's meant to function. You don't need to train that way every single day. Like your body needs time to adapt and respond. So I wish someone would have told me that because I was just so far into the Kool-Aid that actually if someone told me that I wouldn't have even believed them. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, you're an ACSM nerd. Get out of my face. Like yeah. this is the future. <laughs> but uh, so that's number eight. Uh, number seven, more is not always better with training. Mm-hmm. Right? This is definitely one that, again, I think it. a lot of these stem from the CrossFit world, just the functional fitness space. It became a thing where the more you did, the cooler you were, the better you were, the fitter you were. And we know now that that's not necessarily true, especially if you're training for like health, functionality, longevity. More is not better. No, I can't even tell you. How many clients I've worked with that one of our their main goals is to incorporate a rest day into their life. Yeah. And <laughs> like, yeah. because they've been brainwashed to think that, number one, that the more the more is better idea. And then number two, that if they don't exercise, they're gaining fat, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're missing out or on opportunity. Or they're losing progress. I yeah. Or they're losing thing. progress. Both. Right. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. You need, I would say for 99% of people, you need two days of rest per week. Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing it right and you're doing things well and following a purpose-structured program and the intensity is prescribed at like appropriate levels, you're going to need two days of rest. Mm -hmm. And rest doesn't mean go run a 5K, do 100 air squats, and then go to your cycle class. Right. It can mean walk. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you can't be active. Mm Mm-hmm. But the quote-unquote active recovery that you see in the functional fitness space, that's not a rest day. Yeah. Maybe for a professional athlete, which is what games athletes are, (laughs) but not for you as a normal human being. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, What was that? That was seven, right? Yep. All right. So six. I wish 10 years ago someone would have told me that carbs are not the enemy. Yes. Because if you were in the CrossFit scene 2011, 2012, you were under the belief that carbs were bad, that they were the reason that you're, you had inflammation. They were the reason that your performance sucked. They were the reason that you couldn't have the body composition you wanted. And that's why paleo became such a big deal is because you didn't need any carbs. That blows my mind, especially with like a glycolytic sport like CrossFit. Yeah. Well, that's it was just so young. You know, the sport was so young yeah. that no one really – it wasn't appreciated yet the fact that, oh, shit, this is a glycolytic activity. Like, this is an anaerobic activity. We need carbohydrate. Yeah. It was more like, it was almost like, okay, what is the best way to eat, like, for longevity? Let's just use that in the sport. And those two things obviously don't align. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wish someone would have told me that. Because let me tell you right now, if you're out there listening and you're considering doing paleo, just don't. It sucks. Paleo sucks. <laughs> like, anything that doesn't allow you to eat dairy grains legumes sucks unless you unless you have celiac disease and you physically can't eat gluten and a lot of those other and some other things you're sensitive to 
And I actually mean like actually sensitive to, not you took a food sensitivity test two hours after you ate and it came back and said you were sensitive to things. I mean like you physically can't eat, eat them or you have GI distress. Like eat those foods. Mm-hmm. Paleo is not fun. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can tell it's you just from not experience. Sustainable. No. So that's number six. All right, Ash, you want to take them through the back half here? Sure. So number five, well, this sounds weird for me. You want me to say this one? Yeah. Okay, so number five, (laughs) bros at the gym don't actually know jack shit about fitness and nutrition. I think, and maybe the girls can't relate as much to this, but as a guy, I can remember going into like, it was just a local YMCA or an LA fitness and seeing dudes who were huge, significantly bigger than me that had been definitely been training longer than me and thinking like, wow, they know something I don't. Even after I had my education, right? I'm like, they knew something I don't. And meanwhile, the truth is they don't know jack shit. (laughs) They don't know anything. They literally know bro science. Yeah. There are exceptions every now and then, but the majority of these dudes that you see in the gym like the spaghetti strap tank tops on, like just pumping iron, they probably don't know what the hell they're talking about. So mm-hmm. don't listen to them. You don't need intra-workout supplements. You don't need to take testosterone boosters. You don't need any of this shit that they carry around in their duffel bag and that they, they set down and like set up camp before they, they start their workouts. They don't know what they're talking about. Go find a coach who actually is knowledgeable and experienced and is going to help you. That's something I wish somebody would have told me 10 years ago. Absolutely. All right, hit us with four. I think this one's you again. Okay, you just keep throwing it right back at me. (laughs) That's because there's cursing in this one. She doesn't want to say it. So number four, no one actually gives a shit if you have a six-pack or a nice ass. (laughs) So how does that apply? (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't apply to life. I thought I was reading a different bullet point. I'm just kidding. No one cares. No one cares how lean you are. No one cares what your ass looks like in the newest pair of Lululemon leggings. <laughs> they don't care. You know who cares? You do. You're the only person. No one else is judging you by what your aesthetic looks like mm-hmm. or most 90% of the time, right? So there's no need to starve yourself or make yourself miserable and try to walk around at 6% body fat just to say you have a six pack because number one, that doesn't like num well, like what we just said, no one cares. And number two, you're now putting your your identity in the fact that you're a lean individual, and that's going to lead to bad relationships with food and shitty relationships with other human beings. So, just know, I wish someone would have told me that because I was obsessed with my aesthetic and my physique and my body fat percentage for years. No one cares. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Now, how about you hit this next one? <laughs> All right, number three consistency over perfection oh yeah do you want to elaborate a little bit on that with your clients yeah i think just the fact that so many or so many times people feel like they have to be perfect in order to make progress in order to get the goals that they want and in reality perfection isn't attainable like it's if anything, it just makes you feel like you fail, then you give up, and then you definitely don't hit your goal. The goal has to be consistency, and I wish someone would have told me that 10 years ago. Hell yeah. All right, number two, nutrition is 70% of the game. I might even be underestimating that. It could be closer to 80. Yeah. Right? But 
I wish someone, and I think I knew this because of my education, but I wish someone would tell most normal human beings as soon as they get into their fitness journey, even before that, the importance of nutrition, that it is the majority of the game. Yeah. Because if your nutrition sucks, I don't care how hard you train, how often you train, you're not going to feel your best. You're not going to look your best. You're not going to perform your best. Yeah. Don't people always say like you can't outwork a bad diet? Yeah, that's a pretty popular saying, right? That's like, I think one of those fitness cliches, can't out train a bad diet or can't outwork a bad diet. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, it is true to an extent, right? If someone truly wanted to, you could, and you weren't eating like complete garbage. Yeah, no, I was saying that people were. Right, right. So to clarify, 90% of the time you can't outwork a bad diet, but there are those few people who their diet's not horrendous, their nutrition's not horrendous, but it's also not great. And they're just like the Energizer Ellens of the world who work out for four hours a day. And so they're compensating for the fact that their nutrition's not dialed in. And mm-hmm. they're maybe they are moving towards their goal, but it's not in a healthy, sustainable way. Yeah. Okay. Last one. If you guys could just hear Coda yawn or snore, whatever it was, it was something <laughs> weird. We apologize. <laughs> Last one. Number one, you can't outwork a sedentary lifestyle. Oh. Ho is right. Because... I hate to break it to you, but there are a lot of you out there who are active couch potatoes, as mm-hmm. they say. Just because you train one hour a day or even two hours a day doesn't mean that you're actually active active, or that you're actually healthy. Even. Yeah. Because if you train for an hour to two hours and then you have a desk job, which most folks do, or any kind of sedentary position, your ass is going to be in that seat for eight hours a day. And then what do you do when you get home? You come home, you throw down your shit, you take a seat on the couch. Mm-hmm. Then you watch Netflix until you're a zombie and you have to go to bed. And so literally for the other 14 to 16 hours that you're awake, you have done nothing but sit. And that is not how to live a balanced lifestyle. No. You need to live a active lifestyle. You need to engage in activities that get your body moving, Right. You need to go on walks. You need to, uh, I don't know, go hiking. You need to play a sport. You need to just do something to get your body moving throughout the day. That's why the whole 10,000 step thing is attractive to people. It's because it gives them a target goal to move themselves around. Mm -hmm. It's not that 10,000 steps is some magic magic number. (laughs) Yeah, like Someone just picked that because it sounded good and it equated to and which again, this conversion is not even that accurate, but it equated to living an active lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? It's really just about moving. So you need to move throughout your day. I don't care how you do it, but working out for one hour and then sitting in a chair for the rest of your day or on the couch watching Netflix is not it. You are never going to move towards your goals if that's the case. Yeah. You've got to get it all down and it's a full lifestyle. Absolutely. Uh, And then I have one bonus one on here because I thought it was a good one that you had mentioned before we started recording. And that's this bonus one is that there's a better way to eat, meaning you need to eat mindfully. Mm -hmm. And I think you're a little more passionate about this than than I am. So why don't you explain a little bit about what that means and like why there's some value to that? Yeah, I think this one came up to me or was like in the forefront of my mind because I asked my clients last week to... Uh, reflect on their childhood 
and like their eating patterns with their parents and what that looked like. And I know from my personal experience from my childhood, we we did eat a lot fat, a lot of fast food when we did eat dinners to get or dinners. We I finished what was on my plate. Um, it was a lot of like processed foods. We were usually eating on the go because of gymnastics. And so I wish that I would have been taught or just told the importance of mindful eating and like really tuning into your hunger cues. Cause I think the more that you are used to not listening to those hunger cues, the longer you go in that habit, the harder it is to break. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you you hit on something, but just to elaborate on it a little bit more, you had mentioned like you finished everything on your plate. Uh-huh. That's as opposed to what? As opposed to like checking in with myself halfway into the meal and being like, oh, okay, I'm actually full. I'm going to stop eating. Right. And I think that does come from like our parents' generation, right? Of like, Oh, hey, yeah. son, you're going to eat everything on your plate. Like, had, we don't waste food in this house. I had one out of 30 clients, one that didn't say, like, I finished what I was given. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And I think, you know, at least from, from my perspective, it was one of those things where as I was, as a kid, my parents weren't as financially secure as they are now. And so it was important to them, like, hey, we're buying food you need to be eating this food. Like we couldn't be picky, even though my, me and my sister still were like, they were investing their money into feeding us. And so it was important that we did eat the food that they, they provided. But at the same time on the negative side of that, it can instill this concept of, okay, I'm not, I'm not in tune with my eating. I'm literally, this is what was put in front of me, or this is what I put on my own plate. I have to eat all of this. Yeah. When in reality you don't think about even now, how many times do you not finish a plate? Not very often. Yeah, exactly. But also, we have it dialed into the point where I'm putting appropriate amounts of food yes, on my plate. But I'm saying even when we go out to eat. Oh, yeah. If we go out to eat. But again, I don't know. It's like this weird situation because when we go out to eat, we are indulging. Yeah. So I know that I'm probably going to overeat and I'm doing that on purpose. Yeah, I, it's different than if we were to eat but every to multiple y- times. Right. But to your point, there are a lot of people who, even if they prepare their own plate, they don't know how much they're putting on there. Yeah. So yeah, they are overeating because they, they feel like, well, I cooked all this food. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Or when they go out to eat, they get that giant bowl of pasta and they're like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to eat this. You know, yeah. I just spent $25 on this bowl of pasta. And so it is one of those things where, yeah, that's a, it's a good concept on the surface, but it can cause some problems down the line if you don't monitor it Mm -hmm. well. Um, Anything else to say on that one? I don't think so. Awesome. Well, those are our 10, again, just to run them back for you, 10 things that we wish someone would have told us 10 years ago. Number 10, most protein bars are no better than a Snickers. Number nine, there's more to life than CrossFit. Number eight, training at maximal intensities every day is a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. Number seven, more is not always better when it comes to training. Number six, carbs are not the enemy. In other words, paleo is stupid, right? <laughs> Bros at the gym don't actually have any clue what they're talking about when it comes to fitness and nutrition. Number four, no one actually gives a shit if you have a six pack or nice ass. Number three, 
consistency over perfection every single time. Number two, nutrition is, I'll change it, 80% of the game. <laughs> and number one, you cannot outwork a sedentary lifestyle. And then our bonus was there is a better way to eat. In other words, eat mindfully. Boom. Boom. Hopefully, guys, that was a little bit of a more lighthearted, fun episode for you. If you need to, go back the last 30 seconds, write those 10 down, send them to your friends, send them to your family, because there are people out there who need that message. They need to be enlightened and their eyes open to the fact that some of the stuff that has just become you know, commonplace or accepted as common knowledge isn't true. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that you need to help your, your friends and family with discover that, oh, crap, maybe I do need to take, take a step back and go a different route. Uh, But again, we hope you're able to take something from this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Bye, y'all. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, we cannot thank you enough. If you enjoy what you hear on the podcast, please head over to Apple. Leave us a five-star review. Leave a comment in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through this platform. Do not hesitate to like, tag, and share your friends on these episodes. There is someone out there that you know that needs to hear this information. So be part of the movement. Get the word out there. Help those people that you love most and are closest with on their personal health and fitness journeys. Lastly, guys, if you don't follow us across all those platforms, be sure to get on there. Hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button. Stay tuned in and locked into everything that we are bringing to you week in and week out. That is going to be how you get better every single day. And that is going to be how you ultimately reach your health and fitness goals. Until next time, have a fantastic week, y'all.